This conference will now be recorded. Well, praise the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in for another message from the living word of God. God loves you. Hallelujah. We love you too here at Triumph in Christ. And I'm here to minister a word that really has helped uh, a number of people from what I understand. I, I ministered it just this past Sunday. And so I'd like for you to also partake of what it is that the Spirit of God has given me. And uh, we would like to start out um, by just by praying. Amen. Let's just look to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful that we have this time to receive from you. And even in these few minutes, Heavenly Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will deposit in the spirits of the hearers the truth, the word of the living God that is able to change us from the inside out. So we're believing for manifested change. We're believing for change conditions in the name of Jesus. Not, not just something that's in our head, but it's, it's, it permeates every pore of our being. It, 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 it saturates our spirit. It's what we believe. It's what we expect. It's what we hold on to, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. There's a performance of your word for you said that you would, you would follow the word. You would follow them with signs and wonders following. He would work with us, the Lord working with us with signs and wonders following. So as your word is proclaimed, I thank you for signs and wonders following. To you alone be glory and honor and dominion now and forever in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. You know, even as a minister, I hear so much from so many people who express this this notion that their lives where they currently are and how how they're currently living their lives seems to be so uh, far afield from what it is that God has promised in his word. You know, sometimes you, you get that where it seems like where you are and where God wants you to be, they seem to be so far removed from each other. Hallelujah. If you're able to mute yourself, please do so. Please, please mute yourself. Hallelujah. And so <laughs> what I need to explain to everyone listening is that the world in which we live, the universe of which we are a part, it operates on the basis of fundamental rules and principles. There are laws governing our existence and the more we're, we're aware of the laws and the rules and the principles governing our existence, the better off we will be. We can live in a more predictable way. In other words, if, for example, we have different laws of nature. We have the laws of mathematics. We have the laws of science. And they are exact. They are precise. They operate all the time. One plus one equals two. You know, we they operate all the time. And whenever they are worked, they work. When you put the principles into practice, they work. It's because of the reliability of these sound principles that we're able to do what we're doing now. 
I can speak to so many people simultaneously because we've applied these rules in a way that would benefit us. Hallelujah. There's a reason why we can send people to the moon. We can send people out into outer space because people have taken the laws of physics, the mathematical laws, laws of aerodynamics and astrodynamics, and they've been able to do things. They've been able to establish rendezvous points. You know, they're looking at the gravitational pull and all of that stuff. It's scientific and it's mathematical, but it's precise. And it's exact. And many of us have no problem understanding that. We, because we're here, we see it and, it and it happens over and over again. It's reliable. But what we need to understand, see, the Bible lets us know, even in Genesis 1-1, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. God created what we find in the natural, all of these laws that govern our existence. The fact that you're sitting in a chair and you're not floating around somewhere is because of the operation of the law of gravity. And it operates all the time with precision, with predictability. Hallelujah. And yet God created it. And Bible lets us know from John 4, 24, that God is a spirit. So it was out of spirit that this material world arose, came about. The Bible says, it is in Hebrews 11, the Bible lets us know in Hebrews 11, that I think it's 11.3, it says that by faith, we know that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So we know that this material world came into existence by the word of God, God who is a spirit. So the natural realm came out of the spiritual realm. And just as God, when God spoke, and he brought the world into existence. And he did so utilizing and implementing laws, governing laws. It governs how the earth rotates around the sun. It governs how the earth spins around on its axis. And there's so much precision. That's why we have like a leap year every four years, because it's like a mathematical certainty. There's a precision to it. We know that day follows night. We know that the seasons come and seasons go. The seasons change. There's a precision to it that God put into the earth realm. Hallelujah. But it emanated from spirit. God who is a spirit. The spiritual realm is the predominant realm. It is the realm out of which matter comes. All right. And so just as you have rules and principles and laws governing the natural realm, they emanated from the realm of the spirit. They emanated from God. And they are immutable. You can't change them. They are reliable. 
they're, they're predictable. That's why we can do things because we have confidence that they will work when we work them. Are you understanding this? These rules and principles that everyone, science and that, they call it science, they call it math. It's just the exploration of God. They're only discovering what God has placed here. Even uh, people like um, Sir Isaac Newton and Einstein, they both understood that there had to have been an overall creator to cause this to come to pass. There's no way, there's no other rationale for something so precise, so so dependable, so reliable to exist this way. And it, it's, it's amazing. Like you look at um, like the speed of light, 186,000 miles per second. And it is the same formula, whether you're looking at the light flickering from a candle or whether you're looking at stars from galaxies away. It's the same mathematical principle. It is a universal principle. God speaks it and it is, if it is so. And just as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual realm. And this is what people miss. People from time to time can tend to take the word of God for granted, or we try to make exceptions and we try to, we carve out exceptions and we say, Oh, sure. God will understand. God will understand. That's like, you know, look, if you toss a coin in the air, it's going to hit the ground. And you can say, well, I, I don't want it to hit the ground. It's got to do something else. And God will understand. It's a rule. It is set in motion. We're talking about a God who doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If we understand that, then we can appreciate the laws that are governing the spirit realm. We can appreciate the laws governing the spirit realm and we can apply them. And it, and just as the natural laws have been utilized to aid mankind, you know, we have computers, we have internet, we have all of these things that are beneficial. You can apply the spiritual principles and it will aid your life. It'll, it'll bless your life. It'll facilitate lasting change. It just is. It's just the truth. Hallelujah. And I was recently reminded by the spirit of God of certain principles that are absolutely life changing. You're going to like this. You're going to need to know this. The first principle is this. Your expectation is your destination. Say it again. Your expectation is your destination. That comes from Proverbs, praise God, Proverbs 23. If you go with me to Proverbs 23, and verse 18, the Bible says, glory to God, the Bible says, for surely there is an end. Surely there is an end. And thine expectation shall not be cut off. 
again, the word of God says, surely, most assuredly, absolutely, without controversy, this is the truth. Surely, there is an end. There is a destination. There is a place where you wind up. And it says, your expectation shall not be cut off. What this is saying is that you are going to reach the end of your expectation. Whatever your expectation is, there's not going to be anything to keep you from it, to cut you, cut you off from it. No, there's a sure end and you're going to reach it. Whatever your expectation is, that's what you're going to get. That is your destination. Your destination is your expectation. Surely there is an end. Doesn't matter what you think, what you would prefer. Surely there is an end. Every expectation has a destination. Every expectation has a destination. Now, what is an expectation? You know, we're talking about that which you're hoping for, that which you're believing for, that which you're confident in, that which you're, you're focused on most, that, that, that which you're expecting. Whatever you're expecting in life, you're going to get. Surely there is an end. And see, that word expectation, listen up. The word expectation comes from the Hebrew. And the Hebrew word, if you were to go to Strong's Concordance, you can check it out. Strong's Concordance, it is number 8615, 8615. And the word is tikva, T-I-Q-V-A-H is the phonetic pronunciation, tikva. And it is the same word used in the Old Testament for the word hope. Hope and expectation are often used synonymously in the Bible. That It's that same word, tikva. And that word tikva in the original Hebrew means accord, accord, or an attachment. Like you see a rope, a cord like a rope, or an attachment. Tikva, expectation, hope, attachment. Whatever you are hoping for, whatever your expectation is, you get attached to it. Surely there is an end. See, and it says that your expectation, that attachment, that cord is not going to be cut. Thine expectation shall not be cut off. That cord is not going to be cut. You are going to be tethered to the destination of your expectation. You're tethered to it. So you're going to be drawn towards it and it's going to be drawn towards you and you are going to reach the destination of your expectation. It is a principle of the word of God and it is in operation right now. It is in operation all the time, just as the principle of gravity is in operation right now 
this principle that surely there is an end for every expectation, anything you're expecting, it has an end point. You come to it and it comes to you. That is a principle from the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, this could be good or it could be very bad. It depends upon your expectation. See, the Bible says in Proverbs 10 and verse 28, the Bible says the hope or the expectation, the hope of the righteous shall be gladness. But the expectation of the wicked shall perish. So there's the hope, the expectation, hallelujah, of the righteous. There's an end to that expectation, and that is gladness. But if your expectation defies the word of God, if you're expect if you're expecting something that God has not promised, if you're expecting Things to go from bad to worse, and it's just awful that your life is just gonna just gonna continue in a downward spiral. You're gonna get the end of that expectation. And so you, there are a lot of people who say, "Well, well, we believe God," but you can tell that what what they're really expecting. You you know what they're expecting through their dis- discourse. They spend 10 hours telling you about how bad something in is, and then they say, so we gotta pray. Well, the, the challenge, beloved, is that there is an end to your expectation. So if you're spending 20 minutes telling me why I don't understand how, how, how just how terrible this is, and you just don't get it because you know, the doctors are saying this and the medical reports say that and the CDC is saying this and on and on and on and on. And it's you're, we're broadcasting our expectation. It's being broadcast. So to sum all that up and then say, okay, let's pray. What's the point? Because you've already disclosed what you're expecting. And there is an end point, a destination for every expectation. And if it is inconsistent with the word, the promises of God, then that expectation is going to be very bad. It's not, it's going to be very bad. There is an end to every expectation. Every expectation has a destination. So what are you expecting? What are you expecting? The expectation of the righteous shall be gladness. So hallelujah. And you've been declared, you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? You received Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal savior. You've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you're, the, the expectation of the righteous is gladness. The, the challenge is you must agree. You know, hallelujah, you must agree. The, the Bible tells us, look, 
we can look several places like 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1. There's 1 Corinthians chapter 3. What? 2 Corinthians 6, 1. It tells us, it says, okay, we then as workers together with him. We are workers together with God. And it says, we beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. Hallelujah. So you don't want to receive the grace, <laughs> the anointing, the ability of God in vain. Because your expectations don't align with his. It says, I beseech you, we then, we are, we work together with him. So God has grace and he expects us to work together with him. That means that our expectation must be fused with his expectation. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. But we work. So it's not just the mere fact that you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior doesn't mean everything will be gladness for you. Because you got, we got to work. There's a discipline. There's something we have to do. I know people don't like to hear that, but it's the truth. Because this rule is in operation right now. It is governing your life. This rule is in operation right now. Thank you, Jesus. And 1 Corinthians, it tells us, oh, First uh, Corinthians 3, 9 says, for we are laborers together with God. You're God's hus husbandry. You're God's building. We're laborers together. We got to work with them so that our expectation aligns with his. Praise God. And it's important that that happens. Because every expectation has a destination. And if you don't change the destination, if you're, if what you're expecting is negative, is not consistent with the promises of God, that's what you're going to get. I don't care how many Bible studies you, you attend. Doesn't matter how many scriptures you read. Doesn't matter how many scriptures you quote. What are you expecting? You know, it's the thought. It is the thoughts of the heart. You are what you truly, what you truly have in your heart. Thank you, Lord God. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's what it is that you're truly expecting. That's what's going to show up in life. And these expectations, what you're expecting, they are formed on the basis of what you think about. It's just, like I said, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Your thoughts form your expectations. Hallelujah. And it's so, it is just a truth. Matter of fact, even God's thoughts form his expectations. And we are made in the image and the likeness of God. God's thoughts form God's expectations. You'll never see Jeremiah 29, 11 the same way after understanding this principle. Because Jeremiah 29, 11, <laughs> the Bible says, for I know the thoughts 
that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Right? So the Lord is saying this. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Do you see that? The Lord says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. The thoughts that I think towards you are all shalom, all peace. They're not evil. So them people who say, oh, God's mad at me. They don't know. They don't, they're, they're just confused. It's inaccurate. Because his thoughts towards you are not of evil. He has not one evil thought towards you. Not one. And his thoughts, it says, <laughs> the thoughts that it, he thinks towards you are to give you an expected end. Even the thoughts of God form expectation. He calls it an expected end. You are made in the image and the likeness of God. And just as God's thoughts form expectations, your thoughts form expectations. It is not every thought. It is the thought that you accept that form your expectation. What you accept, you expect. What you accept, you expect. The thought that you accept form your expectations. For as an example, all right, let me give you an example. If you accept a lunch invitation, don't you expect to eat? If you expect, if you accept a wedding invitation, don't you expect to go to a wedding? If you accept a job offer, don't you expect to be employed? That which you accept, you expect. The thoughts that you accept form your expectation. Just as God tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, look, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I done thought these things through for you all kinds of ways. I, I know the thought. And, and they all lead to an expected end of shalom. Now, if anyone understands the Bible, you can look in, you can look in a Bible dictionary and look up the word peace and they'll tell you shalom. And it tells you that that includes prosperity. It includes health. It includes well-being. It includes favor. Hallelujah. Are you understanding this? It includes protection. It includes rest. That is encompassed. It includes salvation. It, it is encompassed. It's welfare, well-being, that which makes for your greatest good. That is all encompassed in that word shalom. Amen. And God says, all the thoughts that he thinks 
towards you. They're all designed to bring about an expected end. And that expected end is not evil, but it is shalom, that which makes for your greatest good. Hallelujah. Your expected end is shalom. It is peace. It is health. It is prosperity. It is rescue. It is rest. It is protection. Hallelujah. Is somebody getting this? Hallelujah. It is not failure. It is not misery. Your expected end is shalom. And the thoughts that you accept form your expectation, just as God's thoughts formed his expectation. And he let us know what that expectation is for you. And it is shalom. And he lets us know that there are, he has so many thoughts. The Bible lets us know in Psalm 139, 17 and 18, that the thoughts that God has towards you, they are precious. How precious are your thoughts, oh God? I cannot even number them all. If I were to number them, they're more than, than the sand. They're more in number than the sand. Psalm 139 tells us in verses 17 and 18. I can't even number them all. That the thoughts, the ways that God has already devised to get you to the place of shalom, his expected end for you. It is health. It is increase. It is prosperity. It is your safety. Yes, that is God's expected end for you. That's his expectation for you. Now, beloved, my brother, my sister, we have to be co-laborers together with God. Because if you're not expecting shalom, then you're out of line. And the, and the, the, the sad part is the rule is this. For every expectation, there is a destination. So if your expectation is not, God's going to turn this around. Not, it's not, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I, I, I'm not talking about what you quote. I'm talking about what you expect. If that's not your expectation, then you're going to get the end of what you really expect. Bible says, surely there is an end. And it says, your expectation, it doesn't say God's, <laughs> it says, your expectation shall not be cut off. You're attached to it. You're tethered to it. And it's coming towards you and you're coming towards it. So you, if you can ask, you know, 10 gazillion people to pray for you, but your expectation is not going to be cut off. I, it's a, look, I'm throwing this up. It comes right down. It's a rule. It's going to work every time. Every time you work. Hallelujah. I hope y'all, it's the truth. It is the truth. So. What you need to appreciate is that God's expectation must become your reality. 
you have to agree with God's expectation. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. And in, in order to do that, right, it's the thoughts that you accept become your expectation. Now we understand why God put in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. He tells us, and it's, it's wonderful because, because we are believers, hallelujah, we have the authority such that we don't have to accept every thought. Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down imaginations. I know you can finish the quote for me. I'll go ahead and finish it. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, right? So that's important because the thoughts that you accept, you expect. What you accept, you expect. So the thoughts that you accept, they form your expectation. So if you don't want, if you don't want this, these horrible things to be showing up in your life, you've got to change your expectation. You have to. And it's possible to do that. It is possible. Well, we I just mentioned one way, by casting down imagination. Hallelujah. But see, sometimes we are so bombarded with information in this three-dimensional world. We're in an information age. We're in an information age. And see, what tends to happen is that we operate almost instinctively on the basis of instinct when we hear different information. But we, we place ourselves on the same level as animals. See, animals have instinct. Animals are not like given imagination, which is what we have. We have the ability to think. We have the ability to imagine. What we imagine, what we think about, it forms our expectation. Matter of fact, the Bible lets us know in Genesis eleven six that there was a reason God ended up having to, he ended up changing the language of people you know, in Genesis 11, that's involving the Tower of Babel, where these people had come together. They were going to make this tower and this, this huge skyscraper up to the heavens, and they were going to establish something where they were going to worship the heavens, the stars, engage in like astrology and all that kind of stuff. And so God came down to see what they were doing, and he ended up confounding their tongues. You know, we hear, we have the word today, babbling, where you can't even understand each other, babbling. It, it comes from Genesis 11. Amen. But, and one thing that was said in Genesis 11:6, the Lord said, behold, the people is one and they have all one language and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. See, what you think about, what you imagine and think about, and that what you have accepted, it says nothing will be restrained from you. 
the same way your expectation will not be cut off those thoughts form expectations and nothing will be restrained from you not it won't be cut off you're going to be tethered to it it's going to happen so you want to change your expectation if you don't like what you've been seeing if you don't like what you've been with been witnessing if you don't like how your life has been going it's time to change your expectation and you change your expectation by altering what it is that you're thinking about hallelujah that's it that's it sister he said i've decided somebody said i've decided to tether my expectation to what god has for me glory to god that is the truth and it's going to work whether you believe it or not and see, people are people are talking about, oh, how come God didn't do this? God didn't do this, didn't do that. There are principles in operation, and God is not a man that He should lie. He's not. He's not changing because you feel a certain way. There are rules that He has set in motion, and that means they're predictable. It means your circumstance will change. Hallelujah! It, it is. I'm telling God is not a man that He should lie. Praise God. If you work it, it'll work. Glory to God. We have to tether your expectation to God's expectations. Oh, but Janice, you don't understand. You don't see. You don't see this. You don't see that. You don't understand. I understand that there are principles, that there are laws, that there are rules that are in operation. And I've seen so many rules that have been utilized to the benefit of mankind. And God has rules that he put in place for the better betterment of mankind. He tells us, yes, I've got, I've got thoughts for you. My expectations for you are, are simply shalom. Yes, health, increase. Oh, that's my expected end for you. But the other thing is, the other thing is we labor together. We work together with him. So we have to ensure that what we're expecting, hallelujah, is synonymous with what God is expecting for you. Praise be to almighty God. And it's going to involve casting down imaginations. It's going to involve, yeah, a, a rewiring of the brain circuitry by the spirit of almighty God. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to take forever to do it. Glory to God. So I, I see the time. We're going to go next week and, and, and discuss this even further. We're just going to break it down, break it down, break it down. You're going to get it. But uh, just to give you a heads up, a preview, you know, we find it in, in uh, Joshua 1.8. Hallelujah. When the Bible tells us. Mm-mm-mm. Well, you'll see. It, it's not what you've heard. It's not. I trust me. It's not what you've just heard before all your life. You You can change. The image in your mind, you can you can change what you're thinking about. You can do it to align your hopes to God's hopes. Once you're tethered to it, ain't nothing. There's nothing that can prevent you from entering it. There's nothing that can prevent you from accomplishing the destination that God has for you. That destination is shalom. That destination is gladness. Hallelujah. He'll make your life beautiful. Beautiful. Hallelujah. But I, because of the time, I have to pray over these prayer requests and we will continue with part two next week. Glory to God. I can already see this is going to be sort of, sort of a three-parter. 
but I pray that you receive something today. Hallelujah. There's more to come and invite other people. The other thing I can say as well, if you don't want to wait, if you're like, okay, you have really piqued my interest. This is intriguing me now. What you can do, you can go to YouTube and go to uh, World Missions Ministries and you'll look up Janice Davis Steele and you'll see that that message is online right now. It is on YouTube and it is on Facebook. So uh, the entire message can be found there. You can see it. You can see it right there. You can listen to it as many times as you like. You don't have to wait for next week. You can, if you if you really want to run with this, you can go to YouTube World Missions Ministries and look at Janice Davis Steele. It was the message that was delivered on uh, the eighth of of August. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray for these requests here. And you guys said YouTube, you can also go to Facebook, Facebook as well. Praise God. It is there, but it is, it, it'll change your life. Glory to God. And we're going to continue. We're going to do it and I'm going to break it down because we're all going to receive it and we're going to be, we are all going to be benefited as a result. Hallelujah. Father God, right now we just come into your presence. We thank you. We thank you for the majesty of your word. We thank you for the shalom that you have for each and every one of us. We thank you for your expected end for us, which is shalom. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God, that it is well with me. I thank you that it is well with those under the sound of my voice. And we lift up these petitions. Hallelujah. We lift up Janae. We believe for shalom, hallelujah, to be her portion, for healing to manifest in Janae's body, that her heart be healed in Jesus' name, that healing manifests from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet in the matchless name of Jesus. We pray, Father, for a cessation of the bickering, the arguments between mother and father, that they come into alignment and agreement Hallelujah, and that they just love one another and embrace one another. We pray for shalom, hallelujah, for gladness, for good things in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray for joyce. We thank you for the healing virtue of Jesus, that her expected end is shalom. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We look beyond the natural. We tap into the realm of the spirit. We address these issues at a plane higher than where they are. We tap into you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Your anointing, your grace, your power, your shalom, your expected end. And we align ourselves with it in the name of Jesus. And we believe for her complete Joyce's healing. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah, we pray for teen, praise God, that her expected end is shalom, that is health, hallelujah. So we speak to every condition in her body. We say, be made whole in Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah, hallelujah. We lift up Tyrese and Jacqueline and Miss Dorsey. We believe you, Lord God, for a turnaround. Praise God. We are not basing this on this 
cumulative summary of events that have occurred to date. For you are the a God, hallelujah, who causes hearts to change. You can touch hearts and minds. So we are not persuaded by the history, but we believe you, Lord God, for the present and the future concerning Tyrese, concerning his grandparents, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We rebuke anger issues. We pray for a turnaround in that young man's life. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for driving out COVID. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We pray for healing, Lord God, just that healing would sweep through this nation and even this world, Lord God. We pray for leadership, exercising wisdom that will preserve many lives. Even as you put Joseph in office, who received the wisdom of Almighty God to save people alive, even during that horrendous drought, that dire situation. We believe, Lord God, for divine leadership in the executive branch, the legislative branch, the judiciary. We believe for strong, faithful, God-fearing leadership who will receive godly wisdom to, that, so that policies and procedures are implemented to save much people alive. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You're a God who sets one up and puts another down. We believe you for it, Father God. We lift up Sister Brenda, Father. We pray for her protection, for the provision of God, that it be seen in her life, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name. We pray for her healing through and through in the mighty name of Jesus. Her expected end is shalom in every area of her life. We lift up Sister Monica, her family, and all the prayer warriors, all those, all on this line. I thank you that the expected end that you have for each and every one of us is shalom. And we, by faith, attach and tether our expectations to your expectations, Lord God. Hallelujah. For you have so many thoughts and ways of bringing about the expected end. We are tethered to you. This we decree in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We lift up Ebelki even now in the mighty name of Jesus. We believe, Father God, for healing, healing, healing for that dear sister in Jesus' mighty name. We believe for the good. We are, we do not accept, we don't receive, we don't believe, we don't base our understanding and our faith on the collective information of the past. We, we, we just believe God. You, we believe you to do a new thing, Lord God. Heal her body, Father. Preserve her children in Jesus' mighty name. We lift up Patricia, Lord God. We pray for wisdom for Patricia so that she will align her expectation and even her activities with your expectations, Lord God. We ask for wisdom so that she would eat the right things and believe you, Father God, for, for a vibrant body, vibrant, healthy body in Jesus' mighty name. 
we lift up Sean, in, who's on oxygen, and all those suffering from COVID. We pray for their healing in the matchless name of Jesus. We pray that these hospitals be emptied as patients are released, healed. In Jesus' mighty name, we use Sean as a point of contact. We pray for Sean and her family in Jesus' name. We pray for the full recovery for Cheryl following her surgery in Jesus' blessed name. Thank you, Father. You are the Lord God who heals. Her expected end is shalom. And we lift up Elizabeth, praise God, concerning the biopsy for the growth on her ear. We believe that her expected end is shalom. We rebuke fear, discouragement, depression. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We do not tether to that. We tether to God's expected end. Hallelujah. We lift up a Janet and her two adult sons and her grandsons. We thank you, Father God, for that the healing of that family situation, Lord God. You're the Lord God who heals spiritually, emotionally, physically. We pray for reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation and the spirit of reconciliation be their portion. Hallelujah. We pray that they, they love and accept one another like never before. Praise be to Almighty God. We lift up Sheridan for healing of cancer. And if there's any other name that you that the Lord has placed on your heart, just lift it up before the throne of grace. We pray for Sheridan for complete healing. That is her portion. Let that be her expectation. Hallelujah. For her expectation shall not be cut off. It shall come to pass. I thank you, Father for renewed and revised expectations that align with yours. And so that now nothing will be restrained from them. Hallelujah. Our expectation is of you, Lord God. And we give you praise for it all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you so much for visiting today. Uh, stay with us. That This is going to bless your life. This is going to help you. And if you'd like as well, you can go to YouTube, to World Missions Ministries, and watch the program from August 8th if you want to just continue to receive what the Spirit has begun to minister here. And then we, we can just reinforce it next week. Hallelujah. And if you'd like to be a blessing to Triumph in Christ, you can certainly do so by praying for us and for giving, giving liberally. We receive it in Jesus' name. You can write to Triumph in Christ. P.O. Box 66385, Washington, D.C., 20035. You can go to the website, jdsministries.org. Click on the donate button. Praise God. You can also use Cash App with dollar sign JDS Triumph, T-R-I-U-M-P-H. Thanks for visiting. God bless you. I'm going to stop the recording now. Amen.